welcome to Big Life Conversation. You're here with Nicole and Barbara for the next two hours on 3WBC 94.1 FM. Welcome back, Barbara. How did you have a nice Easter? I did, thank you, Nicole. And what about yourself? I did indeed. It was nice to have a, a little break. We did take a, a little break. Yes, um, chocolate break. A little <laughs> chocolate break, yes. And also a little break from the show as well because yes, we, we landed on the Monday public holidays. We did. So, and thank you to Sharon for filling in for us. Yes, Sharon, she so, yes. is always wonderful to have some great music. Um, so we thank her very much indeed. Also a shout out to our co-host Jacinta McNina who can't be with us today but is always in our thoughts. As we run the show yeah, every week, to sometime soon. we do. We have a few social events. We have a few things that we've been getting along to see now that we can. Yeah. So we hope to do a little bit more of that soon. And and there's some birthdays coming up, so we kind of need to <laughs> celebrate those. Doing a couple of, you know, nice um, entertainment or arts um, events anyway to celebrate those. Yes. So um, we'll talk about those in a moment. Uh, uh, speaking of which, I do want to say that there is a big birthday coming up in my family and that is for my niece, Hannah, who's having her 21st birthday on Friday. So uh, happy birthday, a Hannah. big happy birthday to you, Hannah. She's on the cusp of Aries and Taurus, I think. She is. Mm. She's indeed. So that's interesting, isn't it? it so is. you, uh, I haven't worked out that star <laughs> sign. I haven't actually done the, uh, the fine tune oh, on that okay. one. But we do have a lot of Taurians in our family and lots of May birthdays. Yes. Uh, The first, the second, uh, we've got the seventh, we've got the eighth, we've got the thirteenth, just to name the first few. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, Yes. it is. It is happy Taurian time. (laughs) Uh, Birthdays. Do you have any birthdays in your uh, list there, Barbara? I do, actually. Um, I want to actually uh, pay tribute to the late, great Dusty Springfield. Mm. I believe it's her birthday right now. Um, yes, and um, also uh, our, our friend of the show, Ms. Ada Chong, her husband, Frank, has a birthday on the 19th. So happy birthday to you, Frank. So there's Aries um, are still with us. <laughs> yes. yes, it is. It is. Well, up until a very shortly, as you said, mm. um, still in that zone, in my zone, I'm calling it, yes. being in Aries as well. Exactly. Uh, so that is um, part of our astrology. Uh, we like to be, you know, like to be first and foremost. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> uh, we have a good show lined up for you today, though. Um, before we do that, I just want to thank Tiny Tim, who plays his hits before us. And uh, it's certainly rocking and rolling in the studio when we get here. It is. Um, so uh, I think he quite enjoys that. And I think our listeners do, too. It uh, right. gets us in the mood for our show. So thanks, uh, Tiny Tim, for doing that for us. Thank you. Oh, sorry, Nicole, I forgot to mention my niece in Perth. Oh. Helena, who turned 21 on Friday. There you so. go. Another yes. birthday. That's right. It's good to have <laughs> your birthdays birthday, reeling, reeling out very, very soon. Um But yes, we have some guests today, um, which is great to see. And we have some new guests to the show. The first one coming up at around 4.30 is Anna Doctor, who is a wellness coach and a great name to boot. We were just saying off air. D-O-K-T-R, the German pronunciation. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. She is a health and wellness coach uh, and um, works with people uh, around stressed and overwhelm and also burnt out professionals. So, Mm. um, you know, a very topical 
place to be working and uh, she supports them with behavioural changes to build optimal health and wellness and helping people to take control over their mind and body so they can break free from the ever-present stress and overwhelm. So I'm looking forward to speaking with Anna uh, very shortly. And um, someone who has been on the show before is coming up around uh, just after five o'clock, and that is Jennifer Brosnan, who is founder of Women of Whitehorse, a business and social network that uh, Jacinta and I have been part of and I've um, continued to be a part of. And uh, they have some wonderful events and wonderful support for women in the local area and beyond. And uh, she's been doing some great work in this space. And I would like to hear more about that and let our listeners know a little bit more about that and the events that are coming up um, for women of Whitehorse. So people in business and women in business, and they don't actually need to be in business, but um, can build a nice network if you're someone who is looking to build connections in the local community. So looking forward to hearing from her um, just after five o'clock as well. So lots and lots happening. Um, And yours truly might bring up a little topic that I had a small segment on um, the Saturday before last in uh, Food for Thought, Mm -hmm. our other feel-good nutrition program Mm -hmm. that I run um, every second and fourth Saturday. And we spoke about chocolate, uh, good and bad, and the pros and the cons. And um, just before Easter, I thought it might be very apt to do that. And I hope to do a little bit of that today as well. So tune in and we'll find out all the goodies that are in chocolate and perhaps the not so goodies and what to look out for Mm. in when you're choosing or making your selection. Um, I think I saw a funny little quip around Easter, not so much about chocolate, but about hot cross buns being back in the the supermarket, um, which is a bit of a boom, boom joke, as in (laughs) the hot cross buns were in just after Christmas passed. And now that hot... Now that Easter's finished, hot cross buns are still in, uh, but haven't ever left. So um, indeed, that brings me to walk up my nose a bit later. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is indeed. So um, yes, lots of good things to line up with, uh, and I thought I might also just give you a little rendition on the weather as well, uh, thanks to the Bureau of Meteorology. Uh, it is. Currently uh, 21 degrees outside, which is our actual headed top, um, low of 13. And so quite a mild autumn Mm. day, unlike the days that we have just had because it has been quite chilly. It has. The heater is back on and the the fan in the lounge has uh, been returned to its hiding space. (laughs) I know. Dust out your heaters, you know, make sure you're... uh, making sure that you clean out your filters on your heaters as well because, um, yes, the first time you you put those on, voomph. That dust. Uh, Mm, I think everybody gets a little bit sniffly there anyway. Yes, exactly. Very good. It is uh, 17 minutes past four o'clock here on Big Life Conversation with Nicole and Barbara on 94.1 FM. Let's have a tune. And that was Jessica Malboy, right here, right now, which hopefully you are 
94.1 FM. You're on Big Life Conversation with Nicole and Barbara. Um, we've been having a little chat off air on all the wonderful entertainment things that are going on in Melbourne at the moment. We had a, um, a really interesting time at the NGV yesterday. Yes. So oh, whilst well, school holidays are on, there's lots of great things to do for free. We, we hopped on the train and um, went into Flinders Street and firstly we got off the train and I have I went with my 11 year old who is a bit of a train buff so he wanted to know which train was where and so we got out of Flinders Street and went to the information booth and you can get a map with the whole loop and all the different colours on that and which he really loved but pulling up in one of the outer uh, platforms was an old steam train oh, wow. and everyone dressed as if they were going to Hogwarts oh, on platform nine and a half. Oh, uh, so they were doing a fantastic thing for kids and the beautiful old, what I would term the red rattler. Oh, yes. I was queued up and there was two steam engines on either end and they were taking them out um, a certain distance. I think they were heading out to um, Sunbury, I think. I think I heard about this. Yes, yeah. A yeah. And so that was fascinating. We just went along and took a photo and had a look and had a chat to the drivers who were madly shoveling coal. Oh, really? And, and dressed uh, in, in typical gear? Well, these, they had yeah. their overalls on okay. and, yes, yeah. the, the hands were black and uh, <laughs> the they, they had the real thing going on. There was actually people sort of touching the coal on the back of it wanting to know whether it was real or not. Oh, it's really? like, it's, it's definitely real. It's not digital. No, yeah. no. So that was a really nice start and then we went across the road to the NGV at Fed Square and they had a on the stage the kids comedy festival events going on so that was really good to see um fortunately the weather find up was a little bit miserable to start but um the weather find up and they had some really good entertainment for the kids there uh but inside the NGV which was packed because there were so many amazing free exhibitions in there Uh, so we waltzed in there and we were all rugged up for the cold, but it's nice and toasty in the NGV. It is. And they had some amazing light exhibitions. And, is this uh, part of Melbourne Now? Yes, part yes. of Melbourne Now and also some posters with Melbourne Now oh, on right. it. And um, really great for the wall if you'd like to do that. All free. And lots of really great things to see, do, and also touch. So there was things like woven objects which kids could get on, take their shoes off and get on and touch, light boxes with um, different perspectives of a digital man climbing a wall. Um, They had a whole set of different chimes hanging from the ceiling. So there was a real dull roar in that room. Um, And interspersed with some of the... um, long-term um, traditional Australian art. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was some really interesting design art there. So they mm-hmm. had um, some designers um, fashion there and sort of imitated a catwalk. Oh, uh, yes. There was also what my son was terming, oh, look, we've, gone, we've come into um, Costco or Ikea in the background <laughs> because it was a very large design wall mm-hmm. of a whole lot of different Melbourne designers and, you know, everything from a um, bamboo skateboards that are oh, yeah. um, sourced, uh, environmentally sound oh, sourcing yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. products through to runners and shower heads and um, a whole set of different things, but they were all done in a sort of a... Um, a very large scale 
warehouse design as well. So lots of great things to do, lots of lights and things to touch and see and interact with. Uh, So lots of fun. We could have spent a long time there and we wanted to spend longer um, there because there's Acme next door. And we were so long in NGV that it was time to go home by the time we got to (laughs) to Acme. So there's another trip. I was going to say, yes, and that's, and I'm not acting at the moment, is the um, the Goddess There is. And everything's pink and red on the outside there. So I'd love to go in. Yeah, that's running until July. So you've got a bit of time, Nicole, that one anyway. And then now I think it's running, did you say, until May? Yes. Yes. So um, the Melbourne Now is, yes, March to May. May, And uh, get along and see it if you're looking for something free to do in the school holidays. Uh, And you might even catch one of the free comedy festival events on stage there as well. So if you're lucky enough, you can get to do both free except for the train trip in and back. So if your Mikey's topped up. Um, yes. You don't have to transact much there at all. And if you're a senior, I think you might even get the free travel. Was that only country? Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, it includes metro travel. Absolutely. Well. So, mm. um, you know, getting a, getting quite familiar. We had a little walk through the city as well, and the city was bustling. So, lots and lots of people around, um, everybody out and about. It just felt like times of old, Indeed. which was quite nice to see. So, that's what we've been up to on the school holidays. Well done. Well, I was going to say, according to the blurb here, if my um, records are accurate, uh, that exhibition is running until August. Ah, yes, yeah, so there you in, go. In the Impotter Gallery. So, um, yeah, and also, of course, yesterday was the finish-up of uh, the brilliant um, Alexander McQueen Fashion Exhibition down in St Kilda Road, NGV International. Um, and a friend of mine, she went on Friday, I saw it some time ago, with my sister-in-law she was visiting from New Zealand in December. But, uh, of course, it was quite packed when she was there for the school holidays. Yes. But as you said, it was, um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. So... Uh, yeah, it was worth, well worth um, checking out. And, and I did ring them. I admit I did ring them to find out if they had any of the very cute tartan Alexander McQueen socks Aww. left. And, of course, they've all gone. And, um, however, that's you know these things get snapped up. I don't know if there's any other merchandise left over. Sometimes they discounted it at the end of the exhibition, so yes. you might be lucky to get something. No, we didn't go across the road. I would have loved to have done that. And I would have also have loved to have gone into the Flinders Street um, the ballroom? Upstairs. Oh, yes. Yes, and that is booked out for days and days. Yes, so another popular venue, exactly. It's, yeah. I um, want to see that too. It's an amazing exhibition there, which I thought would be great to do, but alas, I think you can get tickets at um, one of the resellers if you oh, if you okay. can, yeah. uh, if for people that can't make it and want to resell their tickets. So oh, right. you can get okay. some authentic tickets um, mm-hmm. through one of the resellers, which they note on their site because it has been booked Keeping an eye on that one. Lots to do on the school holidays. And and as we're saying, the Comedy Festival, of course, is finishing up this Sunday, the 23rd of April, which happens to be, of course, William Shakespeare's birthday, by the by, and Ah. my brother Neil's uh, wedding anniversary, but that's in Perth, the father of... um, of Helen, I just said the 21st, but that's by the by because um, I wanted to mention this show that sounds absolutely hilarious. I did mention to you it off air. Well, maybe some of you might see, think it's rather tasteless sounding. This is a musical version right. of The Elephant Man. Now, we know the story of the right. uh, poor John Merrick, um, who was uh, born with a terrible deformity in Victorian England, um, and the rather tragic life he led in some ways, though in other ways he was quite a, a brave character, and there's quite a, a strong message, an optimistic message in the film. But anyway, The Marvelous Elephant Man, comes as a part of the Melbourne National Comedy Festival from Adelaide, where it got rave reviews um, and at the Adelaide Fringe Festival. 
and it's been the winner of the Critics Circle Award. So the story starts on the pitiless streets of Victorian London where a disfigured man strives to find his place, but when a cruel doctor exploits him for fame, the man is forced to face the prejudice of the age to prove that love conquers all. And so the original Australian production is co-directed by the Olivia Award-winning Edinburgh and Adelaide Fringe veteran Guy Masterson alongside Christopher Mitchell, and it's been described as a gothic fairy tale. Um, in a retail that's as hysterical and heartwarming as it is heartbreaking. And an important note, rather than diminishing Joseph, sorry, Joseph Merrick's very real misfortune, not John, or trivialising the cruelty and indifference of Victorian London, this comic reimagining brings to life the hopefulness and the courage of a deeply misunderstood man. So oh. I think it's quite, it sounds quite intriguing. It does. It does. Running until the 23rd of April at Chapel Off Chapel. And um, ch- check that out for more details. Wow. Starting on Tuesday, the preview on Tuesday. Very interesting one to put into a musical. I'm very curious about mm, that I wonder how, how it will work. Yes, indeed. Uh, it is coming up to uh, 4.30. We're going to have our first guest up shortly, um, Anna Doctor, who is a certified health and wellness coach, and she's going to be talking to us about what that is and also about stress and overwhelm as well. So we're going to get her on the phone very shortly. Let's have a tune before we do. This is um, uh, a new song by U2. 94.1 FM, Big Life Conversation. And that's Invisible by Songs of Surrender and by you too. So a nice one from them. Uh, it is just past 4.30, 26 minutes to 5 o'clock. And uh, we actually have our first guest with us. Welcome to the show, Anna. Uh, hello, Nicole and Barbara. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, thank you for coming on. So um, we're just telling our listeners uh, earlier that you are a certified health and wellness coach and founder of Anna Doctor Wellness Coaching um, and that you work with uh, stressed and overwhelmed people and dealing with professionals that might have been burnt out. So firstly, I welcome to the show. And um, secondly, I'd love to find out what a health and wellness coach is and what they do. Well, thank you so much for, for having me. And I might um, share a little bit of my story. Uh, I would make it very, very quick, but that might actually bring a little bit more into what health and wellness coaching is and what health and wellness coach does. Yes. So... Um, so I used to live in a, in a constant state of stress and overwhelm, you know, but in depression, I always felt tired, lacking energy, and I thought that it was normal because everyone else was feeling the same. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then you know, things got very challenging for me. I lost my dad and I had to go through the grieving process and I hit burnout. And it turned out that I didn't have any tools to deal with um, either depression or the grief or the burnout. Um, But, you know, somewhere deep down, I had that feeling that there has to be another way, that there has to be more to, you know, to the way how I felt. So I decided to figure it out. And I started researching everything and anything I was able to get my hands on in regards to human behavior. So why we act the way we act, so why we procrastinate, like what motivates us, like our belief systems mm. and you know, our desires and, and values. And of course, the biggest one, how stress impacts every decision that we make and you know how to be productive and, and not only busy. And I also uh, took a deep dive into nutrition 
and mm. how, you know, how food and what do we eat impacts our energy levels. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah. Uh, also a passion point of mine. So, <laughs> you know, nice yeah. alignment there as well. Uh, an interesting, I mean, isn't it interesting how so many of us, we, it, it's not until we get to a point of kind of a crisis point um, mm-hmm. like burnout or, or a, a large incident before we start to reflect back and go, okay, what's in my toolkit? And, and if I haven't got enough there, you know, how do I go about getting that? And um, so you were obviously quite resourceful in that, in that state. Yes. And what I actually learned and um, that probably can also go into what health and wellness coaching is and what health and wellness coach does is that we know a lot of things. And for me, I have a saying that knowledge is power only if we use it. Yes. So, you know, we know how to eat better. We know what to do to lose weight. We know how to manage our time. We know so many things, but I think the missing link is um, the how, you know, yes. how to have the motivation, the confidence mm. and energy to act on what we know or to do what we know that yes. we need to do. Yes, because what you know, what why do we know what we know, but we don't do what we know yeah. to do? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It is. It is quite yeah. interesting. So getting into the human behavioural side. Mm-hmm. And that's all. Um, really what I did. So uh, I just thought, okay, well, I have all this knowledge, I need to use it. So I started implementing everything that I learned, every strategy, and some work, some didn't. Uh, but I start seeing a shift and I start seeing some results. And that's really where coaching comes in because um, I just, uh, well, one thing led to another and I came across um, uh, Wellness Coach in Australia. I enrolled into their program and I just fell in love with coaching because coaching is really a tool. And yes. it's a tool, um, you know, for building your health and wellness. And what I love about coaching the most is how it is all around taking action, right? So yes. it's the how. So again, we have that knowledge, but as a health and wellness coach, I'm here to help you to use that knowledge. Yes, <laughs> so yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And provide some of that um, direction on the how. It's like pull out what people know and understand mm-hmm. and help them implement it, which is, you know, a very powerful thing. And especially when you can untap or, you know, tap into people's motivations as well. Um, so, you know, thank you for sharing a little bit about your story there as well, because obviously that mm-hmm. plays a big part in, you know, what you can bring to your mm-hmm. um practice but also you know how you work with individuals as well so thinking about stress and I know we've spoken about how stress impacts both your mental and physical energy tell us a little bit more about why it's so important to talk about stress Uh, I would say that probably the most important thing is to talk about anything really that impacts our health, either we mental or physical health, but especially mental health. Because when we don't talk about it, we kind of sit in, you know, it's like we sit in a dark room and we think we're alone. And I'm here to tell you that if you're battling depression, if you're battling stress or, um, you know, dealing with burnout, you are not alone. It means that when we talk about it, it, it becomes more... Um, are able to other people and you can see that okay there is help 
that you can seek help. There is nothing to be ashamed uh, about. And also, um, I feel like we build a community, and it's really um, good because then you can see, oh, okay, there are other people who been through what I'm going, and they're on the other end, and I can learn from them. Or there are other people who are going through the same, and again, coming back, I'm not alone, um, and I can share, I can feel safe in that community. So I feel that it's very important because I think the worst thing we can do is you know, to stay alone. To be um, isolated. Just, mm. yeah, yeah, isolated. And, and you know, and just feel like no one, um, like there is no options for me yes. or I can't do anything. Yes. And I think the more we talk about it, the more we become open. And it can be quite dangerous, I imagine, to, to mm-hmm. not think that you have an option. Um, yeah. And that, that can lend itself to, to some more drastic uh, decisions by people in that that mental health space as well so um, yeah I like that you know you're never alone you're not necessarily the Mm -hmm. only one you might be the only one having the specific thoughts that you're having but not necessarily the only one with with scenarios such as grief or um, loss or burnout as it may be as well so um, so tell us a little bit about how it impacts your your mental energy uh, so, of course, so with stress, the first thing we need to uh, address that, you know, stress is a survival me- mechanism. So we can't, um, you know, we can't get rid of stress. We only can learn how to manage it better. And, of course, stress is a biological reaction, meaning that it changes our biochemistry. So there are, of course, a lot of processes that happen internally yes. when we into we in stress, you know, in the fight, flight, or freeze response. But one of it is that we just have less fresh oxygen delivered to our brain, which means that, you know, we feel lightheaded. Yes. We have brain fog. We can't make a decision. Yes. We're, um, you know, we can't focus. And, of course, that all impacts our our energy, yes. it impacts our productivity, it impacts our um, our life. I think everything yes. in our life. Yeah, mm. I'm just thinking. You know, is that when we, you know, when you go into a sort of that fight or flight mode and you breathe really quickly, and then they say breathe into a brown paper bag <laughs> to to actually slow it down so that you can actually um, calm down and mm. have more logical mm-hmm. thought processes. Yes, because again, the next thing that happens, of course, is stress hijacks our rational brain, yes. which mm-hmm. means that now we're leading from our emotions and all the decisions we'll make come from our emotional stress uh, state. And now when we come to our emotional state, and if it's a little bit rocky, then it's going to be very hard to make any healthy decisions. And that's where it all comes. You know, the domino uh, effect where, you know, in a sudden we're um, looking for more, let's say, comforting food okay? yes. because we're, we're leading with our emotions and we want to make ourselves feel better. And, of course, there is nothing wrong with that. But, again, we're not very rational in the decisions we're making because 
we we're under stress. We yeah. fight or flight mode. We're we're not rational. We're Probably not emotional. rational on your portions that you're consuming <laughs> or the type of food that you might be going to. You know, are we going to the to the chocolate or the chips or and the sugar and the salt or, and the volume of it as well. I can imagine being part of that as well. Of course, of course, because yeah, we're living from from our emotional state, and yeah, we're we're just not rational. Uh, you know, I always give the same example. You you know, you go for you know, in that state, it's very hard to convince yourself to go for kale when you can go for chocolate, right? <laughs> so, yes, you, you don't know. have that that mental resilience, do you, or that no. that, that wherewithal, do you? Yeah, okay. No, no. Yeah, so don't make a decision one distress is kind of the, the little no. message that I'm getting there as well and, and sort of going, okay, it's not until I'm feeling more resourceful that I should be making some decisions around that as well. Um, exactly, exactly. And what about um, things that impact your or how stress impacts your physical energy as well as your mental energy? Uh, so again, coming back to, to you know what stress is and that's you know the biological response and how our biochemistry changes and of course you know with the stress hormones being re- released the, the the main one of course you know adrenaline. So adrenaline on one hand is good because it puts a pushes us to action, right? So maybe we can overcome the fear we have and we kind of going to do things that maybe we weren't really ready to do, but we'll do them. You know, all those heroic things that happen, they happen because we're under adrenaline. Mm. But then adrenaline, uh, you know, appears in our body quickly and it disappears quickly. So then, you know, when the adrenaline wears off, we feel tired, you know, maybe even exhausted. You know, we have aches pains, we have headaches, right? Um, And then, of course, you know, it impacts our mood as well. We're maybe a little bit more um, agitated, more angry, um, again, because we can't focus or we want to do something. And now in a sudden, you know, a simple task is impossible to do. Yes. So... um, I hear people yes. talk about they they sort of have no more ability to take in any more information. Like there's this kind of this mm-hmm. stop, you know, can't take in, can't listen, can't hear because there's just so much going on mm. on the inside as well and, and feeling, you know, absolutely physically drained and exhausted. So I guess what we yeah. want to do is yeah. is think about, you know, what are some of those amazing or effective ways to to cope with this? How do we... What's some quick strategies that could really help people that might be feeling this? Okay, so first of all, we just need to uh, mention that, you know, we either have the acute stress or chronic stress. So acute stress is, the, you know, the one-off and the chronic is maybe the one-off event that, you know, is a prolonged stress now, so it turns into chronic stress. So there will be different strategies for different uh, stress, but... Again, um, you know, we know what we need to do. We just need to go back to basics. So I would say there are two super easy, very powerful uh, strategies. And one is you need to move your body. So as mentioned before, Mm. stress changes the physical state, right? Meaning you need to move your body to come back to balance. And again, the easiest way is to do by form of exercise. Um, now, you also can change your biochemistry by other things, right? You like drugs, alcohol, other substances. But nice. I mean, the healthiest way Useful to strategies. change your... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. yeah, the healthiest way is to do it by form of exercise. 
So yeah. I would opt in for exercises like, you know, walking, jogging, uh, running, swimming, anything to do, you know, with body-mind connection. So yoga or, you know, Pilates. I would probably stray away from, um, you know, the high-intensity exercises only because if we're just coming off from the uh, acute stress, the one-off, mm. you know, our adrenaline is pumping, right? We we have a lot of acid already that is sitting yes. in our body, right? And our heart rate is increased. We're already all heat up. So we don't want to add another level to it. So yes. that would be only my reason why I would yes. say if they go for it. It's kind know. of more it equally as cortisol building or adrenaline building because, you know, even though it's exercise is great, that really fast-paced and uh, quick stress is, is still a stress on the body. So you don't need to yes. compound that with that sort of thing. And, you know, I love the idea of just, for me, going for a walk is one of the best strategies. A, mm-hmm. it distracts the brain a little bit because it's going, hey, yes. we're moving. Yes. We have to go somewhere. We have to look at the traffic or the footpath or the dog or the whatever it might be, the trees. And having a beautiful environment to look at can be really a, a really big part of that. So I, I strongly believe that the movement is... Is super important there as well. Exactly, exactly. Because your your exercise still needs to give you enough intensity for your body to trigger the production of endorphins, right? Mm. But again, yeah, you go for walk, you know, you, you're flooded with, you know, dopamine, you kind of start thinking differently. Um, so that's the first strategy because it's really easy, like, you know, you can just do it <laughs> even at home, you know, you can walk around. Away. That's yeah. what someone said. And if you have a negative thought, just get up and walk away or get up and move direction or just do something physical that changes, that can change the floor pattern? Yeah, because for me, it's all about changing your perspective, right? And when you stand up, you already change your perspective because you're looking at different things. So you can shift your mindset. Mm. Um, So can I ask you, it's Barbara here, um, what about the role of sleep? Of course, sleep is, is of course, very, very important. Mm-hmm. But um, I find that a lot of people actually find a lot of kind of stress around sleep. And mostly it's because, um, uh, like Nicole mentioned, it's like it's the overwhelm of information, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people just find sleep um, hard because they will be lying in bed for hours and hours and they're going to be rehearsing yes. all the things in their head that mm-hmm. happen sure. or mm-hmm. that need to have happen the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, sleep is very important for our health. We know that that's the time when, you know, we rebuild, okay, we are, you know, shift our things, okay, with our memory. Um, and it is also a good uh, strategy for for battling stress, but you there need to are a lot of things. the energy first, by the sounds of that, it. Yeah, yeah, but we need to do other things. So one of it is definitely having an evening routine. So mm. I would say yes, have an evening routine where you know you have a designated time where you distress. So you have some uh, strategies to. Um, mentally distressed Mm -hmm. and then physically distressed and then evening routine will prepare you for sleep yes so warming down it's quite interesting today i um spoke with a client who said that they weren't feeling stressed but they were just started to having have sleeping difficulties and Mm -hmm. i know you know sleep has multifactorial there's a whole set of things that Mm -hmm. can impact sleep um and then they mentioned you know oh actually i'm doing lots of you know physical 
work at the moment and not so much mental work and not equating that actually you can have physical stress as well as mental stress Mm -hmm. and both can Mm -hmm. equally impact sleep and being so important to to have a wind down routine as well okay so it's we've got a, a little quick strategy there so tell us about you know some of the things that you've done and and personally how you now manage given your background and your story um, so for me, um, again, because, you know, stress appears because we perceive something as a threat to our safety. Okay? So the only thing to um, go about it is to look for something familiar. And the only things that are familiar are our routines, right? Yes. So I have my morning routine, which I swear by. And this is something that is just non-negotiable for me because I can see a difference in my mood, I can see difference in my productivity, in my energy level when I follow my morning routine and when I don't follow my morning routine. So my morning routine is just, it's very important. And then I also have an evening routine. And that's the time, like I mentioned before, where, yeah, I, I you know, go through whatever happened in the day. Um, if I have any, you know, stressful thoughts, I'm using different techniques to de-stress and get ready for sleep. Because again, sleep is just so important. But I'm also a very much a pen and paper kind of person, meaning that when I have any persistent and stressful thoughts, uh, I do a lot of writing. I do a lot of journaling. It's mm. all about the idea of, you know, taking the stress out of your mind and kind of put it on a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. And you don't obsess I like about that. It. I like that. I've, I've occasionally written emails, but <laughs> with no to to the emails it's just I do like writing as well but sometimes I'm thinking about a stressful response to perhaps something that's come through email or come through somewhere Mm -hmm. and I write it out or type it out and then I don't send it it's just you know I just type it out I might even re-edit the words as I start to feel more Mm -hmm. calm and then I sleep on it and I go back to it and I look at it and I go "Ooh, (laughs) that was a little bit tough and harsh and um, I don't ever send it it's just something that I do to to get it out of the head and uh, uh, you know acknowledging it acknowledging it and then moving it on yeah exactly because that's it you're taking it out of your mind so you stop stressing about it you already have it written so it's all good yeah and for me the other thing that uh, i'm also a very much action oriented person because it's all about coaching and i love it so it's all action so what i do i do like a you know, I make a plan or I do a to-do list or I do a brain dump. Now, for some, that might feel a little bit stressful. Thinking, oh, my gosh, Anna, you're doing a to-do list. But it's not It's not that I follow the to-do list. It's a little bit like you with your email. It's just that I have it. And it's all about, you know, when we feel stressed, we are out of control. So this gives me a sense of control. It gives mm. me the sense of safety. Yes. Again, most of the time I don't follow on the to-do list or the action plan. <laughs> yes, it's just out of the brain. There. Yeah, yes. I it's like that. Therapeutic. And I, mm. and yeah, I have and people I do that verbally as well. Like if you are more um, auditory or kinesthetic yeah. or, you know, you use different senses differently. I know for me music's very distracting, mm. so I can put music mm-hmm. on and it'll distract my thoughts immediately or a piece of music can draw you straight to something as well. So I know that that works very well for me. But, yes, having that, that structure or a to-do list, I love putting things in to-do lists. I, I'm not yeah. very good at ticking them <laughs> off uh, quite quite a lot, but, um, but there is something therapeutic about writing lists, I have to say. Um, yeah. Not very therapeutic 
therapeutic looking back at them and seeing what you haven't done. But um, but yes, I do like the idea of the list there as well. So there's some nice little strategies there, there um, Anna, that has been um, quite interesting to see from your perspective and around, you know, what the sorts of things that a wellness coach would help someone do in that space as well. So um, um, that's been really fascinating to listen to. I want to know more, of course, a little bit of a deep dive. If people want to find out more, um, Anna, where could they find out more um, from you? Where's the best place to go? Probably the best would be to go on my website. Um, It's just just my name, anadoctor.com.au, and I would strongly encourage anyone to subscribe to my newsletter. I write blogs, uh, everything to do with, you know, mental and health and energy, building the health and wellness. And I do a lot of, um, you know, like coaching strategies and things like that with my blogs. So, um, and I publish that every week. So again, when you get on my newsletter, you get uh, access get to that. lots of information. And some tools yeah, yeah, to help. Information. Yeah, yes, that sounds exactly. wonderful. That sounds really wonderful. Um, well, thank you so much for coming to speak with us today. We've really enjoyed that little snippet there and um, we'd love to hear more. Um, I know that you do other topics and um, we might get you to talk about burnout at another time. But I um, really appreciate your time today. Um, Anna Doctor, thank you for coming on 3WBC 94.1 Big Life Conversation. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks a lot, Emma. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye. And you're back with Big Life Conversation with Barbara and Nicole on 94.13 WBC. And before that, we had Green Green Grass by George Ezra and Together Again by Anthony Kalia and Bonnie Anderson. And uh, and our first interviewee, who was Anna Doctor, who is a health and wellness coach um, at Anna Doctor Wellness Coaching. So uh, nice to hear from her and what wellness coaching is and how you can uh, work on stress and overwhelm and also burnout as well, some of the mindset and physical strategies that you can do that. So who knew it was so simple? Phone a friend and go for a walk <laughs> is one of the ways to get started there as well. Also, not not as easy as always as it sounds, but um, some of those things that we can do are all important when we are overwhelmed. Uh, so we've got a few little extra bits and pieces before we go to our next guest, Barbara. Yes, it's not to mention actually um, the passing of um, some creative people, um, sadly, just recently, Nicole. And we're just talking about Mary Quant, Dame Barbara Mary Quant, she was actually. That's my name. I spell my mum with a hyphen. Are you Dame? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, not yet. But, um, but she, um, she, I was the hyphenated Barbara Mary, but you know, she, took, she chose her second name, Mary. Uh, to, she dropped the Barbara. Um, but uh, she died um, just on the 30th of April. And, of course, she was born in Britain and um, was they've, they're described as the ma- miniskirt maverick and the mother of the miniskirt. Ah, um, yes. yes. And you, anyway, I'm a, I'm a big fan of her, a lot of her work. And she was born in 1930, just a, a few days younger than my dear departed father. So um, she had a pretty good innings and made a huge impact on the fashion world and also just the lives of a lot of young women too because uh, prior to that, of course, um, we're talking about the swinging 60s in London. Um, I think Twiggy was one of the people who uh, uh, was um, modelling a lot of her gear. But the miniskirt and, of course, the, um, 
freed a lot of young women up in terms of being able to move around. Ooh. They weren't so confined no. with long skirts and uh, other bits and pieces that their mothers and grandmothers were wearing. Uh, really defined, I guess, the youth market um, from that point of view. And, of course, that wonderful hosiery that she wore, them fantastic stockings. If you had great legs and you were happy to wear short skirts and short dresses, you could uh, really go wild with the, some of the fantastic stockings, gorgeous patterns. And, and you might remember her, um, her daisy was her bit of a motif. Uh, I think Mark Jacobs actually, I don't know yes. when he borrowed that. But, yes. Um, yeah, so um, I was wearing my, my Miroquan-inspired cardigan today with my, my daisies. Ah, you <laughs> do it? have daisies yes. on, yes. Um, but uh, I went to see that wonderful exhibition in Bendigo that came from the Victoria and Albert Museum uh, a couple of years ago. I uh, came out from London and, um, yeah, that was a, a brilliant tribute to uh, all her work. So uh, she was a, a very... Um, very enterprising, and of course, um, she had a range of cosmetics. And she said, so "I think she went, she did virtually anything and everything." But um, yes, we uh, think we thank her for her contribution, and um, she certainly made a, a big difference to the comfort and uh, the lives of a lot of women, and gave them gave them a lot of pleasure and a lot of joy as well. Yeah, nice, um, nice. Well, we'll be missed, but nice legacy really right. that has been left behind with her exactly. uh, and that fashion I mean still in fashion that's right <laughs> goes through cycles again and again Indeed. and uh, never sort of wears out that one so an important one exactly so rest in peace mm. Dame Mary and also um, John Olson brilliant Australian artist um, again um, born in uh, in 1930 I do believe and recently just left us and known to many of course I guess um uh, for the the brilliant um, mural he did and the Sydney Opera House, I think back in the 1970s, the 1980s. Uh, but um, certainly had a whole new focus and a whole new way of interpreting the Australian landscape. Um, and then uh, also um, we paid... Oh, actually, he was born in 1928, but we paid tribute to um, the late, great Bruce Petty, a brilliant cartoonist as well. Ah, so, so a few, few of them have left us. And, departing. Um, yes, I'm sure that uh, wherever they are, they're, they're um, cooking up a storm. <laughs> yes. Yes, and and legacies that have been left behind. That's Such right. amazing, amazing. It'll always be remembered. You know, you go into the history books when you've put an imprint and put a little um, mark on the on the planet. That That's way. right. Yeah. So we thank them and uh, may they rest in peace. Absolutely. And we're just coming up to um, ten past five. We have our next guest coming up very shortly, um, Jennifer Brosnan, who is founder of Women of White Horses Business and Social Network, or the WOW Network, which I love saying. <laughs> um, she's going to talk to us all about that network and some of the great things that are coming up. I believe she's back in the country. She's been gallivanting around uh, in the States and having a, a nice time there. So um, looking forward to hearing from her. Um, we've had her on the show before, so friend of yeah. the show um, and an amazing uh, venture that she is um, spending a lot of time and energy on and uh, I have personally enjoyed a lot of the events that have come up um, from Women of Whitehorse and find them fantastic group of people for both support, um, both personally and professionally. So we'll be speaking with her shortly. Um, it is 10 past five. You're on Big Life Conversation, 3WBC 94.1. We'll have a tune and come back with our guest. A lovely song from Pink there and Willow Sage Heart. Oh, this is her daughter. That's her daughter. Very cute. Cute little <laughs> voice there in the background. Um, a lovely song there for this afternoon. And um, we actually have our next guest with us. We have Jennifer Brosnan online. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Or welcome back, I should say. 
thanks very much for having me back. Yeah, it's lovely to have you back. You, I know that you've been holidaying and being overseas and are out and about at the moment as well. So we appreciate your your time in coming to speak with us. And um, we've been on, you've been on before, but I'm really um, I have a vested interest uh, in the wonderful work that you do um, with the business and social network, which has been rebranded. I was remit to say from Women of Whitehorse to Wow Business and Social Network. So it's still got the wow in there. It the still wow has factor. the wow in there. I love the wow. <laughs> yes. Um, so tell us a little bit about the uh, network and um, and how it's actually been progressing. I know we had a tricky time over over COVID and some events that we started to get going and didn't, and now it's sort of back in full force again. So tell us a little bit sure. about the background and, and how it all got started. Okay, so I founded WOW in 2015. So we facilitate professional and casual networking functions for business and social events. So over the years, I've just sort of kept adapting and changing things and adding things. But it's pretty much now, um, it's a, like I said, a business and social network. We run um, two events every month, a dinner and a lunch or, um, you know, something fun like we did. Um, we got a boat over to the wineries in yes, February, I think, the day doing that. that one. That sounded awesome. Such a good day. So yeah. trying to do really good fun stuff. Yes. But, um, you know, we also have a membership program. We partner up with local businesses. So we've got an app that you can download. You can go and get a free coffee at Mr and Miss or 25% off at Lombard for Easter or Christmas or... So, yeah, um, that's sort of, I guess, the fundamentals of it now, that it's a membership program, but we always welcome guests to our events so that they can sort of try us beforehand or, you know, whatever their circumstances are, they might just want to come along to events. Yeah, I know that's a really easy way in is to bring a friend along and um, come to an event, you know, meet the, the wonderful women there, and it's a really nice, diverse group, and different people come along to different events I've found Jennifer so it's it's quite nice to perhaps go to an evening one when there might be more people who work during the day and business people versus as you said they're doing something fun and really social mm-hmm. um, and meeting a different group there as well so you know I've met people yeah, who are in business and some that are just you know a little bit lonely and actually want to connect with other women. Mm-hmm. And that's why I've, I've brought in the lunches the dinners and you know some weekend stuff because you know we had a lot of women that sort of coming out of COVID, um, lots of social connection, and we're just sort of looking for maybe a new network, you know, perhaps an organisation to facilitate, you know, going to different events. So we've had quite a few social members join up that love coming along. And, you know, exactly like you said, we never have all the same people that come along, so it's not clicky. We always get new women from such diverse businesses and backgrounds, and, yeah, it's really it's really amazing some of the people that come along. Um, I've certainly yeah, I've certainly bumped into people that I've known through other networks that I might not have known really well but got to know through 
um, through the events. So it might have been someone at, at school or a school mum and making yeah. those connections and then realising that we've got some business connections and things have sort of stemmed from there, which is really wonderful. And just, you know, having a, a really nice time away, you know, working working in your own business and working or even not working and, and not meeting new people when you've been in lockdown for so long is just a really lovely thing to do. And, yeah. um, and it's also really nice that, as you said there, there's some really nice benefits um, there with some discounts with the local community. I mean, we're here in Box Hill at 3WBC and I know this is a, a very sort of um, eastern, um, not necessarily limited to, but um, eastern suburbs kind of network, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, we get a lot of women from, come from all over Melbourne, but, you know, we're based in the eastern suburbs. Um, you know, and even to the last event we had was um, in Ringwood we did, had a lunch and we had two charities that joined up recently um, oh. and I said to them there you guys need to talk because they were sort of at opposite ends of the room mm-hmm. and then uh, I saw yesterday it came up in my Facebook feed they partnered up I went, wonderful because <laughs> they met at the last event so, uh, matchmakers yeah, one of the business <laughs> that does um, you know facilitates workshops, et cetera, for domestic violence, and the other one makes meals for women that That's are living. That's right. Yeah. Yes. It was, it was amazing. They both yes. met last last. Yeah, no, that's lovely, isn't it? And that's just the joy of, you know, what we can do. And, and you know, women are very social and we do like to, to network. We network kind of almost... Um, it's almost within us to do that, but um, having the um, ability or the forum to do that is often yeah. the tricky part. So um, it's something that is definitely provided from that. So tell us about some of the events that are coming up soon. Okay, so we've got quite a bit coming up in April, May and June. Mm. The first one is next week, next Thursday night, April the 27th at Side door in queue, so that's a fabulous wine bar. It is. Um, and so it's that close night, by, hint, hint. I've got to get my <laughs> booking in for that one. Yes. Yeah, grazing platters, um, wood fired pizzas, drink on arrival, um, and it's just really casual and a really lovely ambience about the place. Um, we did an event there last year, so really looking forward to going back there. So that's next week. Um, the one after that, I'm really excited about is we're actually doing a dinner party to celebrate the King's coronation. I saw something with a crown on it come out just recently. Yes. Can you attend if you're pro-Republic? Or... <laughs> yes, no, but you can wear a tiara. <laughs> Got to dust off your tiara. So it may be a few years because we ran an event years ago, a wedding to watch the Royal Wedding, and that was huge success. Um, so, you know, it's not going to be as big as that. But we just sort of thought, oh, you know, when that week comes along, nobody does you know, pomp and pageantry, quite like the Brits do. <laughs> and it will be amazing watching that on TV. So yes. how great to have a dinner party with our own private space. We can watch it on the big screen and, you know, you've got to dust off your tiaras, bring your girlfriends along. Um, we've got Lombard uh, doing a big balloon garland, so decorating our event. And Donville Flower Gallery will be doing all the dinner pieces, the table decorations, um, we might have a little gift for everybody leaving. Uh, somebody's going to be making some crowns. Uh, wow. Uh, I love that. Gifts, so, yeah. <laughs> so when we're getting prizes and uh, it'll be a terrific night. Sounds like a great night. What night is that on? So that is Saturday, May the 6th 
at 7.30 and it will be in Mitcham at Bukatini. Yes. So um, it's a three-course dinner and to help keep the costs down, you can BYO, wine and corkages included. Okay. So, you know, sort of what you pay, that's all you pay. Yeah. Um, unless you want to bring, you know, get hot drinks there or, or buy anything else. Yes. Um, but, yeah, it'd be a really great night just coming along and watching the ceremony and having... You know, see who the guests are and what they're wearing, and <laughs> what kind of our, our little logies. <laughs> Watching the fireworks between Harry and Will. <laughs> yes, well, let's let's hope yes. not. But it could be entertaining from that front too. <laughs> well, it's pretty true. Who got invited? Who didn't? Yes. And then she's critiquing that all. And what are they wearing? And is that you know? Appropriate for the event. Yes, <laughs> I love that so, stuff. Yeah, no, so that's it's the, nice. That's the we've got coming up. Um, then after that, we've got uh, what have we got? Um, another lunch. So East Meat Network lunch at Crew in Q. So with that one, um, we tend to get more businesses come along because each attendee has the opportunity to introduce and promote their business for two minutes and you know stand up in front of everybody else. So it's you know a great chance to just. Get your business out there, um, and you came to the last one there. I, I did, think, nice oh, and close yeah. by to me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you're doing that one again on, uh, I think that's Thursday, May the nineteenth, or is it Friday? Friday, May the nineteenth. Um, then after that, we're going to be doing uh, Puss and Mew are in Nutterwadding, and they're a gin distillery. They opened up about mm. eighteen months ago, so we're going to have a networking evening there that will just be quite sort of casual with dips and wood-fired pizzas and fries and Sicilian donuts, networking again. So that's uh, a Thursday evening, uh, June the 1st. Nice. So, yeah. That's cool. And then the next one after that is at uh, another East Meat Network lunch, and that one will be in Ringwood. And this time we've got one of our members, Simone Schenkel, and uh, she's a um, oh, house designer. Mm. Yeah, so she's going to be coming along and discussing um, what are the best and most cost of, and most cost-effective ways to improve the performance of your house. Ooh, she's like an that. absolute guru on that. Yes. So that one is a bit different that you come along and you um, you know purchase your own food on the day and drinks, but you just pay to network and come along and hear um, Simone give us a bit of a talk. Get some tips, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so that's informational. Yeah, it would be like it just sort of resonates with everybody. Like you know, with winter coming along, how can you sort of keep the cost down and keep the warmth in your house? And and yeah, she's amazing. She's on top of you know so much stuff. So we just thought it'd be good to get her to come along and do a bit of a talk. Um, so yeah, they're the next five yeah. events coming up until June. Busy time and yeah. lots of fun things to do, and all different time frames. Um, and all kind of different themes as well, depending on, you know, what sort of suits you best. So um, yeah. I love the variety that's that's there as well. So yeah. If- yeah, and the tickets are, like, easy to find on our, go to our Instagram page, our Facebook page, on our website. Go to Try Booking and, you know, type in East Meat Network Lunch and... King's coronation, and you know it will pop up. So okay, that was my next question: is to go. How do we? How do people get on board? So if they go to the Instagram or Facebook page, that's probably the the easiest first port of call for people. Yeah, or even LinkedIn. If if you're on LinkedIn, yeah, um, and we can put that on our Facebook page too um, for the listeners here today. And 
um, you know, if they want to um, have a shortcut or a different cut or a different way forward, um, we can put that on our Big Life Conversation Facebook page as well and cross-reference that so yeah. that people can get a hold of those. Lots of fun things to come and do. Sorry, yeah, Jennifer, can I ask, is there a charge to uh, actually join the Women of Vitals? Or the... Wow, well, uh, at all? Yes. So um, the business membership, I think, is 360 a year, which is... $30 a month, mm-hmm. um, and the social network is $20 a month. So with that um, membership too, um, you know, we do VIP member of the week. So we've got um, Jane Stewart from It's a Little Things Community is our VIP member tonight. So we, you know, promote you across all our platforms. Um, when we send our newsletter out, if you've got something coming up, we'll promote that. Okay. Whatever you've got coming up, yeah. I've just introduced that. So... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a great way for members to get out there. Like, I know that you do uh, different talks and stuff, and, you know, it's a great way yeah, to just get it out there. Yeah, it is a nice way. Yeah, some I've been able fees, to do that. Some of those fees would be tax deductible possibly too, would they? Yes, it's a business mm-hmm. network. Yeah. If okay, it's a business great. network. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you're using it for so, business, yes. Yeah, just lots of different um, you know, ways of promoting businesses. And, um, you know, I so said we've got the app that you can download and get discounts to different places. Okay. Um, you can bring along a colleague for the same price. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, we've got, you know, for $30 a month, it's it's pretty good value on what sure. we offer. So, Absolutely, yeah. and keeps you um, socialising and keeping active during winter as well because it feels like that's already just hit. <laughs> I know. Unfortunately, oh. but yes, yeah. yeah, it's a little bit like that. need to be by a cosy fireplace. I hope you've got one where you are right now. Yes, we do have out in the country. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, it sounds wonderful. Ah, oh, well, that sounds great. And thank you so much for um, letting us know what's happening and what's going on. There's so much to um, be involved in, uh, and I can definitely vouch it's a wonderful network and very supportive. So, a wonderful group of women, um, including yourself, Jennifer. So, it's yeah. been um, oh, a really nice experience. And, you know, as I said, women that, you know, just looking to perhaps the kids have all left home and they're just a bit of a loose end, they'd like to meet some new women please do come along you'll be very welcomed and uh we'd love to see you so yeah don't be afraid to come along on your own yes exactly exactly you'll be made very welcome well thanks again for your time uh i hope to see you at the next event looking forward to that and uh hopefully you'll come and chat to us again when uh it clicks around for some other new events to to talk about as well Thank you so much for having me, Nicole, and love the lovely ladies there. It was terrific to be here and to let you know what we're doing. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks a lot, Jennifer. Bye for now. Okay, that was Jennifer Brosnan with um, the wonderful networking group that she's a part of. Let's have a tune to send us off. And that's Virtual Insanity by Jamiroquai. An oldie but a goodie keeps you going on Monday <laughs> afternoon. It is 5.30 on Big Life Conversation. You're on 3WBC 94.1 FM. And before that, we had Jennifer Brosnan, who is uh, the founder of, I was going to say Women of Whitehorse, but <laughs> <Wow>. it's not. <laughs> we can just remember it as, as well. Um, it's been rebranded, but a wonderful network of women 
that get together regularly for either a lunch or a dinner or an information session or a fun outing. Um, lots of great ways to connect with others there as well. And just linking it back to what Anna Doctor was saying around, you know, if you're feeling a little bit down, connecting with others really is an uplifting thing to do. So getting out and about. So I have a little segment that I would like to do, which might put me in the um, in the not so popular bin, um, <laughs> which is around chocolate. And uh, this is a topic that I mentioned in my Food for Thought program uh, on the Saturday before <laughs> Easter Sunday, um, probably much the horror of my... Um, of my listeners, but um, we spoke about. Um, I'm not going to go into the. Uh, it was we spoke about having an excellent Easter, uh-huh. um, and talking about um, not grazing on chocolate all day, and taking time to in, enjoy your Easter eggs, and remember they don't all have to be eaten over Easter on the one day. Keeping our eye on our portion sizes and opt for quality over quantity, and that's what I wanted to focus on a little bit there is around that quality mm. uh, versus quantity because um, traditionally the um, standard Easter egg chocolate um, has a lot of things in it such as refined sugar and ultra-processed vegetable oils, um, uh, soy lecithin, which, you know, is actually okay but um, is an emulsifier um, and some people are having a reaction to soy i personally love soy but there you go um and uh you know so there are some things that are not so great in that but Mm. when you go for the more um uh less processed i should say not more processed but the less processed chocolate the dark chocolate there are a number of amazing health benefits so um you know, we, over Easter, I was telling people to check out places like Hague's or Dara Lee or Coco Black and purchasing more the 70% chocolate or the Lint chocolate or, if you can afford it, Adriano Zumbo's chocolate um, and the artisan chocolates, which um, generally have a lot more um, cocoa content and less sugar content. Um, and, you know, sitting and eating and exploring the sort of five senses as you do eat it so that you don't need as much, yes. um, that you Same. feel satisfied longer and you do some mindful eating with it. However, what we do know Mm -hmm. is that there are seven proven health benefits of dark chocolate. Um, And we do know that eating dark chocolate with the high cocoa content can, in moderation, deliver some amazing antioxidants and minerals and also may help protect you from heart disease. Um, but it also contains some contain high amounts of sugar and calories. So you have to be careful about your mm. selection. Um, now, we do know that um, dark chocolate is made from the seed of the cacao tree uh, and it's one of the best sources of antioxidants that you can find. Um, this recent studies have shown that dark chocolate can improve your health and lower your risk of heart disease. Um, firstly, it, it um, 100 gram bar of dark chocolate at 70 to 85% of cocoa um, contains 11 grams of fibre. Um, 66% of your daily intake for iron, 57% of your um, dietary requirement for magnesium, 
uh, 196% of your dietary requirement for copper um, and 85% of the requirement for manganese. It also has plenty of potassium, phosphorus, mm-hmm. zinc and selenium, which are all amazing antioxidants and important for health and well-being. Of course, 100 grams is quite a lot. Um, it's a fairly large amount. And if you're um, consuming that daily, it's around 600 calories uh and could contain moderate amounts of sugar as well. So Mm -hmm. there is that to think about as well. Um, It also is loaded with a whole set of different organic compounds, which are quite active and function as antioxidants. And these include things such as polyphenols and flavonoids Mm -hmm. um, and catechins amongst others. So you might have heard of those before. And these are sort of micronutrients that, um, and especially the polyphenol is known to help some forms of lowering um, that bad cholesterol, our LDL cholesterol. Mm. Um, Also when combined with other foods like almonds, um, oh, it's yes. quite a nice combination. It is. Fruit and nut, I love it. I love it. <laughs> yes. Um, one study showed that um, the cocoa and dark chocolate had more antioxidant activity um, than other fruits such as berries and uh, blueberries and acai berries, which are uh-huh. supposed to be quite high. Um, we also note that the flavonoids um, can stimulate um, the lining of the arteries and produce the nitric oxide, which dilates the arteries. Uh-huh. So allowing um, the arteries to relax more, mm-hmm. not be restricting blood flow and therefore reducing blood pressure as well. Yes. So dark chocolate for blood pressure. Um, and also shown to um, support... Um, uh, I think there was a study here saying that it might improve that blood flow um, and also decrease um, the blood pressure, but also help with um, raising the good cholesterol, the ah. HDL cholesterol. So um, a nice little study there as well. So um, as it said, it's because of the antioxidants and the oxidative um, damage. It also helps protect um our fats that we eat, our good fats, our lipoproteins against damage so um, that they don't build up inside the arteries as well, which is quite a nice uh, benefit. It is. Uh, It's known to reduce heart disease risk, um, partly because of the cholesterol and the blood pressure. Uh, And it has also shown to help with cardiovascular health. Uh, A review of studies revealed that eating chocolate three times a week lowered the risk of cardiovascular disease by 9%. Uh, Eating chocolate more often showed little additional benefit. So, just three times a week, yes. Um, And the quantities? Yes. The the review suggested that eating 45 grams of chocolate per week Mm. lowers cardiovascular disease by 11%, Mm. but consuming more than 100 grams per week week does not appear to produce the same health benefits. Um, A 2017 clinical trial found that subjects who consumed almonds with um, or without dark chocolate showed an improvement of LDL cholesterol. So if chocolate's not your thing, the almonds are. Um, So that's a nice little bonus as well. Uh, Second, lastly, it may protect your skin from the sun. Bioactive components in dark chocolate may also be great for your skin. Um, The flavonoids can protect against sun damage, improving blood flow to the skin and increasing skin density and hydration. Uh Um, It's said there that um, 
after a 24-hour exposure, um, it was shown to support uh, and protect from the skin. Um, and this was a 12-week trial of consuming um, chocolate as well. Interesting. So it says if you're planning a beach vacation, pack the chocolate as well as the sunscreen. As long as it doesn't melt. <laughs> I know. That's the worst part, isn't it? Mm. Um, and the last one is that it could improve brain function. Um, wow. Studies showing that flavonoil, the flavonoil cacao can improve the blood flow to the brain in young adults. Um, and can improve attention, verbal learning and memory. Um, the flavonoids can also help with cognition in older adults with mild cognitive impairment oh, really? and reduce the chance of progressing dementia. Ah. More research is required, mm-hmm. but uh, some interesting early studies there as well. So uh, it just says here, there's the bottom line is there's considerable evidence that um, cacao and cocoa can provide powerful health benefits. So the cacao is the one without the sugar and has the higher antioxidant um, benefits especially in heart disease. So um, get your dark chocolate into you in moderate doses. As it said, three times a week and no more than 45 (laughs) grams, to be specific. Thank you for Nicole for that. Yes. That's very intriguing, um, the skin protection factor. I didn't know that one either. I mean, I guess the antioxidants in general are going to support the skin's protection against any sort of damage um mm. but i hadn't quite made that little link before oh, not at all. yeah now while we're on that mm. um things about chocolate and yeah, get up my nose oh. is it just me or have you noticed that once upon a time um just after easter if there was plenty of easter merchandise left it would be heavily discounted yes these days, not quite so much. No. And it's not just me who's noticed that. No, well. I have noticed that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a beautiful, beautiful shop near us that does beautiful um, fair trade dark chocolate. Oh, yes. And um, yes, <laughs> yes. And uh, th- it was all off the shelves. Like all mm-hmm. the Easter stuff was um, off the shelves. And I had um, a colleague come past and say, you know, I'm going to go and have a, a, a hot chocolate at said location. And uh, she said, I'm also going to see if there's any chocolate left over. Well, it was hidden oh, away. Oh. I don't know if it's hidden away for next year, right. but it was not reduced. Not, not, not at all. Not at all. Oh, dear. Because I was talking <laughs> about the, our general supermarkets. And I mean, some of them had I some I haven't slight, seen the supermarket. Yeah, slightly reduced. But some of it, I think once upon a time, it was almost, well, um, of course, people might say, well, the chocolate tastes the same, you know, regardless of whether it's Easter time or whether, whether, whether it isn't. But, um, you know, I'm thinking, well, you know, really are Easter eggs appropriate perhaps you know may june july i'm not sure but uh anyway i just thought that was a bit strange and i thought some people some people were being a bit unreasonable about that um but on um, what that so that got up my nose a first world problem might say but what makes my day is <laughs> something that happens at a similar time of year of course is the good friday appeal did you know yes nicole yes. that it raised over 23 million i did they yeah. they bet last year's um we always watch it. Yes. Um, normally I'm at my mum's and there's a fire engine that comes past and, oh, right. and um, the, the, the fire department in the Mornington Peninsula come past and, and there's some very large donations from mm. from the Mornington Peninsula and the Lions Club. Oh, of course. Um, Fantastic. And, yes, we know what great work the uh, Children's Hospital do, so um, very, very grateful for all the work that they yes. do. We actually went in on um, the Friday before Easter and it was a very big hive of activity. Oh, yeah. In fact, they had a huge big um, wok 
barbecue set up <laughs> for all of the staff and Easter eggs. Well, this, this um, is the fire brigade? No, no. This is in the hospital for oh, the, the staff oh, okay, of the right. hospital for the hospital. Oh, um okay because they knew what a big weekend was going to be coming ah, up for them, um, which was really lovely. That was the way that they gave everybody their Easter eggs yes. as well as okay. have a, a beautiful lunch for them as well. But very well-deserved. And, yes, $23 million, um, which is, I think, beat the $22 million from the previous year. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Very amazing. Yep. And it's going to be uh, 90, 93 years old next year, do you feel? So, yes. Um, and we thank people, of course, who made donations and those who gave their, their time as well. Some of our celebrities, I think, um, um, turned up uh, for, that, for that telethon as well to help us that. So, yes. yes. And I know that you've heard some doings with the Royal Children's Hospital. I have. Um, my niece Olivia, she was a baby's operated on for a heart ailment, and she is thriving now. She's a big girl of twenty five. So yes, yes, we are very grateful to all the expertise of the all those of the world. Absolutely, children. absolutely, cannot do without. Um, so what gets up my nose yes. <laughs> is something I mentioned off air, and also a little article in the shovel, which I may read very quickly. Yes. Um, is that hot cross buns are back in the <laughs> back in the supermarket? Never Fancy leave. that. Never <laughs> left. Never left. I have a, a colleague, in fact, who takes them, buys them, and freezes them because oh. she cannot be without her hot cross oh, buns really? throughout the year. Okay. Um, so there you go. But this one is uh, from the shovel. I'm just going to quickly go. <laughs> launch onto that one yeah. for what gets up my nose. But um, hot cross buns have already been spotted in supermarket shelves across the country, despite the fact <laughs> that it is 353 days until Easter. One furious shopper said she would never shop at Coles again after she saw the fruit-filled buns on display at her local store. We haven't even had Christmas yet and they're already shoving Easter down our faces. Obviously, I had to buy two dozen just to help them off the shelves, (laughs) Margaret Johnson from Brisbane said. Uh, Keith Berry from Sydney said he was outraged. They're already discounting them. We're going to have 12 months of this, aren't we? (laughs) Boom, boom. (laughs) Anyway, so a funny one to to get up your nose as well. Yes. Um, I mean, what makes my day is that they're available and they're very <laughs> scrumptious and there's all sorts of versions, gluten-free, chocolate chip, yes. fruit-free. We have to buy fruit-free. and Oh, mm. I haven't tried that one. Um, but it's a sometimes food, as Cookie Monster would say. <laughs> there you go. Indeed. So um, we might have another tune and come back with some entertainment news, mm, shall we? Please do. Uh, let's have a little bit of Harry Styles. little moment from our sponsor and a bit of Harry Styles late night talking you're on big life conversation with Nicole and Barbara 94.13 WBC um, it's about 10 minutes to go before we wrap up the show and we've got some entertainment news to finish off with um, before it's over to primary perspectives Barbara, what have we got coming up in the entertainment news? Right. Well, Nicole, just quickly mentioned that I got to, went to see the Banshees of Inner Sheeran the other night. <gasps> I love that. Have you seen I it? I have seen that. Yes. I saw it at home. Oh, you saw it at home. Um, I love it, but it's not enjoyable from a um, attention <laughs> perspective and mm. it's a little bit gruesome. And it's rather dark. It like is very dark. Irish stories are it full is of wonderful humour and dark characters. Dark humour. But very dark and very black. And I, anyway, anyway, wonderful performances from Colin Farrell. Yes. Brendan Gleeson and Kerry Condon um, and Barry Keegan. But um, 
and I think actually Barry King won a, um, an, an award at um, the he BAFTAs. Did. He did. Yes, and it was, I think, nominated for, for some Oscars. It was. Um, and um, directed by Martin McDonough and I think also written by him. And basically what, what I found really interesting, particularly initially, was that it's a story about male friendship and it it's something that we don't often see on screen. Um, or if we do, it's, it tends to be rather perhaps cops and robbers sort of stuff. Um, but anyway, this is a story about a friendship that goes sour. <laughs> and Very anyway, and, yeah, Colin Farrell uh, plays Pedrick. Um, and uh, Brendan Gleeson plays Colm, of course, is a bit old. Anyway, their fr- friendship on this strange little place, strange little island, very, very cut off um, uh, little place um, off the coast of Ireland. Um, it's set in the 1920s, of course, and uh, there's there are more troubles brewing um, in um, on the mainland. But basically, it's a sto- it's a sad story, but it's also a funny story. It's quite I found it quite sad, quite funny, quite heartbreaking. Um, but I don't know about you, Nicole, but um, I would suggest that. Maybe it would have been good to see what the friendship had been like earlier. I would have loved to have seen that yes. too mm. um, because it, they were obviously wonderful friends and just that abruptness that one of them just could not cope with. Yes, right. and cut at, it off, the, at the detriment the of yes. trying to cut it off and then mm. literally cutting it off and then <laughs> still persisting with yes. annoying. And um, so, yeah, it got very dark. It when did. It fi- did. And fingers are removed. Yes. And so <laughs> it's not for the faint-hearted. Um, no. I, I mean, beautiful Irish uh, countryside landscapes and seascapes and um, I don't know if it's supposed to be some sort of metaphor for for the uh, the messes that Ireland has gotten itself into over the years, but uh, it was, um, as I say, it was delightful in some ways, but it's also very disturbing in others. And I guess it wasn't helped by the fact that um, while I was in the cinema, my team was being massacred, Carlton oh, in Adelaide. So oh dear. It was like a double whammy of a uh, sort of that. shocks to the system. Yes, yes. but anyway, <laughs> but if you, um, as I say, if you're interested in. Um, in um, some some fine performances, but just be warned, it's not for the faint-hearted. No, um, yes. the little donkey was very cute. Yes, there were some sweet animals in it. Um, sometimes sweeter than some of the people, but it, very much that. If you don't <laughs> yes. like it, cry. That very Irish sort of style. It um, is, and of course banshees. And brutal. Yes, and the banshees, of course, being uh, I think the wild horses. So that's the um, the, the name for oh, that's, that's, that's right. Are, so, and there's yes. a, there's a witch, and there's a, a little undercurrent of some yeah, some supernatural violence mm. as well. Yes. Family violence in. There yeah, as some well. disturbing, some disturbing um, characters. Um, but as I say, it's um, one of those ones that uh, I think it, it deserves certainly accolades for its for, for its fine performances. But not the sort of thing if you're, if you're going along, if you're feeling a bit stressed and a, a bit flat, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it. No, no, no. no. I did see finally the um, Elvis. I think oh, I might yes, have mentioned. Oh yes, yes. Uh, so I did see that. You I quite that? the kids quite enjoyed that. I. Um, Enjoyed it. it. It is very Baz Luhrmann. I it think is. Razzle Dazzle. Mentioned. It is very Razzle Dazzle. Razzle Dazzle. Dazzle. Um, <laughs> yes. And some amazing performances there as well. But mm. I haven't seen any other movies recently, okay. I don't think. I'm just trying to – I've been enjoying The Long Way Up, which is a series with um, – Oh, now he's going to – Ewan McGregor, who oh, is yes. riding now electric bikes. He, I know he's done the um, cross or down Africa. Now he's going from the south of South America right up through Argentina, oh, Chile, yes. right up oh, to right. LA. This, yes. And they wanted to do it on these new electric bikes, which are at the forefront of technology. And, of course, there's all sorts of issues around getting them powered up oh, and God. having them being accessible oh, dear, yes. to just a standard PowerPoint and what – you know, little towns that don't really have, you know, like blanketing out houses mm. and blacking out houses that um, 
are uh, needing <laughs> that they're draining the power oh, from dear. on their trips as well. <laughs> so um, I'm quite enjoying that. I'm into sort of only episode three, but it's obviously a 15,000 kilometre journey and there'll be Gosh. lots of shenanigans ensued there as well. Indeed. So I've quite enjoyed that one. I'm enjoying the um, second round of Ted Lasso, so the oh, next yes. uh, series of that which is quite good. Um, I'm not sure if I'm enjoying it as yet as much as the other one. And, you know, now they're actually dropping them every week rather than me being able to binge watch them. (laughs) It's much to my disgrace as well. Uh, But I'm really enjoying that. And I'm also enjoying um, I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. Don't hold that against me. But um, we we go for the things that are kid-friendly in our house that are going to be sort of fairly lighthearted, although some (laughs) big topics sometimes are across there as well. Um, But we have been enjoying that and uh, quite enjoying um, the shenanigans that the celebrities get up to and... uh, and don't. I think there was a whole Kerri-Anne Kemmerly oh, yes. uh, saga there um, mm. a couple of weeks ago where she was not performing at her best. No, she's not one of my favourite uh, celebrities either. No, <laughs> I, think, I think not. But, yes, um, very, very entertaining anyway for, for these colder nights. Exactly. Um, I just want to quickly remind people that the Fantastic Film Festival is up and running, running until April the 30th. I have not heard of this one before. Now, the lead, <laughs> just down the road here, Glenfrey Road, apparently is one of, the, one of the venues, and it features 27 films. Uh, apparently it's been described as the biggest program to date. It's been running for a few years. And you can expect to find fantasy epics, surreal fan footage, outrageous techno parties, queer magical realism, lusty dystopian and um, animated cowboys, sinister melodramas, twisted superheroes, and outback horrors, among a plethora of weird and wonderful curiosities. <laughs> it also includes uh, the infamous or the famous nude screenings. <laughs> and, uh, nude can, um, screenings? Yeah, apparently. That's not in, nudes on the screen, is it? No, that's nudes actually in the it's, audience. It's like <laughs> in the audience nude. <laughs> that's right. If you're game enough and depending on the weather. Um, anyway, can, uh, anyway, check out more by going to um, the um, Fantastic Film Festival Australia website. Um, that sounds like a bit of fun. And don't forget, for all those music buffs out there, that this Saturday, April the 22nd, is um, Australian Record Store Day. So, oh. um, anyway. Get your records, dust your records off. Exactly. Well, get, get on down there. If um, you've got a record player, which I don't have anymore. <laughs> Hidden records are to be found in Australian Music Vault uh, with this uh, record, store, uh, record Store Day collaboration. And apparently... Um, uh, this is a, uh, the vinyl record hunt will be celebrating the 16th incarnation of Record Store Day, which will have indie stores pumping with new releases, sales events, golden tickets and exhibitions and hidden records with the unique Australian Music Vault branding, because Australian Music Vault being part of the Arts Centre, will be placed in selected locations for eagle-eyed punters and the vinyl curated and purchased with local stores to reflect everything we love about Australian music. And so check all that out at your local record store. Um, and also, speaking of things Australian, did you see Tony Armstrong hosting Great Australian Stuff the other night? Have you seen that series? No. That's, uh, I think, something that your kids would like as well. Um, anyway, it's a part of a, um, as I say, part of a series, and it's on, on a, a Tuesday night um, and at 8 o'clock on the ABC. And the second part uh, was talking about the land. But previously, uh, last week... Uh, we talked about Vegemite and all sorts of weird and wonderful inventions and foods that uh, make Australia unique. <laughs> so, oh, wow, anyway. the Vegemite. Yes, mm. we have got that claim to fame. Not not the be- best taste for everybody to, too salty for to some be of partaking us. in yes. anyway. That's right. But anyway, some interesting, um, interesting ideas and uh, I always like watching Tony Armstrong for a number of reasons. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, very good. Well, it, it is time for us to wrap up our show. We have the news coming up in just a moment and following on from Primary Perspectives. And uh, we week. also have next week we have uh, one mystery guest yes. and um, we have the wonderful film and television guru Jess Belangzitaghi who will be joining us. Uh, topics unknown at this stage, mm, but she is always that. a wealth of knowledge as yes. far as anything to do with film and television and also streaming services. So I know before we spoke last time, we were sort of pre-Logie's time. Mm. So we hadn't um, hadn't had a conversation fully about that. So oh, no, maybe there the might be a too. Logie. Uh, sorry, Logie. <laughs> I meant Oscars. Thank yes. you. Where am I going with that? I've said Logie's twice today. Maybe both. Um, <laughs> so the Oscars. Let me rephrase that. Mm-hmm. The Oscars. So we might be looking at some Oscars fallout. The only fallout was that there was no fallout and <laughs> yes. uh, it was very um, uneventful and very yes. quite sedate from that perspective. Anyway, hopefully you can join us then. Looking forward to that um, coming up next week. Um, and you've been on Big Life Conversation, 94.1 FM. And um, we'll see you next week from four to six. Let's get over to the news and uh, our next show. Half an hour. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care. <laughs>